Football at four here on The Drive with Tim Donnelly. You can set your watch by it. You can set your clock by it. We talk football at four. And with the Panthers playing preseason game two on Friday evening, Friday night, uh, you know that's where we're going to start. Admittedly, you need the context. Bryce Young is still looking like the real deal. Right? You need the context. This is not a conclusion you would come to if you just checked the, the, the stat sheet. Right? But... Through two preseason games, Bryce Young still looks like the real deal, and I have to to go back to what I said. Uh, the, I mean, you can go back and listen to the very first Panthers conversations that we had here on the drive with Tim Donnelly about the upcoming season. It's It's all that matters. It's the only thing that actually matters. That's it. Again, you can go back and find our first conversations about the Panthers for this season, and the point was obvious. This year's success or failure rides on if Bryce Young looks like a franchise quarterback or not. The wins and losses, fine. The the production, the stats, fine. Does he look like a franchise quarterback is what we decided was the only thing that truly decided success or failure. Then we let our imaginations get away with us, right? We decided that Bryce Young was the only thing that mattered. Then, well, the division is is so bad, right? So winning a division might be possible. Oh, the free agent additions are so interesting, right? Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen. Look at the, oh, DJ Chark, Hayden Hurst. Oh, look at all this. Oh, the draft picks. Oh, okay, look at the, the, the new coaches are so different than Matt Rule. Right, Matt Rule was a college guy. Frank Reich is a pro's pro's pro, and he has a great assistant coaching staff. There was so much time between the draft and and actual football that you know what else were we going to do but let our uh, imagination just grow and grow upon itself, and then we we couldn't help but to wonder if bigger goals were possible. Are they a playoff team? Can they win the division? Should they win the division? Are they being disrespected by the odds makers? We had all these conversations. Let's boil it down to the basics. If Bryce Young looks like a franchise quarterback, this season is a success. And thus far, despite the lack of success as a team, Bryce Young has done nothing to make me think he's not a franchise quarterback. He's done nothing to make me think he's not a franchise quarterback. His first pass of the game versus the Giants should have been a big play, right? This preseason game two, the one on Friday. His first pass should have been a big play, but but for some reason, Jonathan Mingo threw on uh, the brakes a little bit, all right? He, he did a little, little hezzy step. That's not on Bryce. He makes a heck of an escape, right? Falls to the ground, stands up, pops up, makes a throw to Thielen that, that is in no danger of being intercepted. Maybe Thielen could have made an unbelievable great play, but but if not, no harm, no foul. Live to see another day. That is smart, not rattled. Makes a great throw on a deep out to Hayden, uh, Hayden Hurst. Hurst makes a great play. Looks like finally they have a highlight for the offense to build off of. Called back on a hold. That's not on Bryce. Bryce is doing the things that you want to see Bryce do. Bryce is doing the things that you want to see Bryce do. And everybody seems to be on board. Harry Douglas, ESPN radio personality, on why he likes Bryce Young but has no confidence in the pieces around him. 
I'm feeling personally good about Bryce Young. The surrounding and supporting cast, I don't think I'm feeling good about. Um, one of the things I think that has plagued just about all these rookie quarterbacks is their communication with pass catchers, whether it's their wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, and being on the same page. Also, this offensive line for Carolina, they're going to have to be better. But I think the lack of team speed, or, or I should say a lack of speed that they have on the perimeter is making me a little nervous about, you know, Carolina from an offensive standpoint. And, you know, the communication and those guys being on the same page. So I think when it comes to all these rookies, they're going to have to dig deeper with their communication to pass catchers and understand that their voices are going to have to be heard moving forward. You can have concerns everywhere else. You can have concerns everywhere else. As long as you don't have concerns about Bryce Young's development moving forward, the season is a success. So, right, if we boil it down to basics, first two games of the preseason for as sketchy as, as they've looked, for as frustrated as the offensive line has made me, for as much of a, of a play, meaning a big play I've wanted to see made, I think we have to say they've been a success because Bryce Young played the part. Right, He's made the best of what he could. He's gotten through progressions quickly. He's done all of the things that you're worried about rookie quarterbacks doing. Bryce Young talked to the media about the game slowing down more with each drive. You know, it, it feels good, but, you know, I think, again, it's just a day-by-day -day approach, you know, uh, watching the film. I, I feel like there's there's always room for improvement, always stuff I'm trying to grow in day-by-day. -day. So I think, you know, the more reps, the more experience, um, you know, especially when you get to go up against another team in a game environment, you know, those are kind of, you know, that that's a valuable experience for me, especially at this stage. So definitely grateful for it. A lot I want to improve on and get better at, but I'm going to keep taking it day-by-day. He's going to keep taking it day by day. The rest of the team has to keep taking it bit day by day also. And what I mean by that is if, if Bryce is putting together enough that we're getting excited about, if Bryce is putting together enough despite his supporting cast that we're getting excited about, the supporting cast has to make sure they're not being a, a parachute towards Bryce Young or an anchor, right? They have to make sure they're not holding him back. I mean, I was excited to see him once again complete half of his passes, three of six for 35 yards on two series. I was excited to see him get 17 plays, and I was really excited to see him lead that 15-play, 62-yard drive. The only downside about that, they just came away with a field goal. But still, for him to put together that good of a drive in just his second preseason game, I liked it. I like everything I saw. He's been put this, – this is the best way that I can explain why – I can sit here and tell you, right? Like a WRAL sports fan, uh, if you're if you're watching our our stream, I'll look at you straight in the camera, eye to eye, and and I'll say this: uh, this is why I can say I'm excited about Bryce Young, despite the fact that his his statistics have been underwhelming. He's been put in some really really bad situations, right? Uh, unblocked defenders. Uh, pressure up the middle, pocket collapsing, falling down in the backfield, uh, guys not getting open, not having much time, right? All of the things that with with young rookie quarterbacks who get very, very worried about, and, and he has managed to, A, protect the football, B, never put on crazy eyes, Right, never gets skittish. Never look like he's he's tremendously worried and or or upset. Never snap at his teammates. Ne never do all of the things that that you worry about him doing. Right, it's it's almost like 
all right, we've gotten we've gotten that test out of the way. We know what he looks like when when things are going poorly. I hope we never, right, this is from the team's perspective, I hope we never have to find out how he reacts in a big game when things go poorly, but we have a pretty good idea because these probably feel like big games to him, his first games out there in a Carolina Panthers uniform, and we're not helping him out a ton. He's doing everything he can, right? He's escaping. He's he he's he's running out of the pocket. He's throwing on the run. He's giving us chances to make plays downfield. He's he's doing a lot. The running game is not helping at all. The offensive line is miscommunicating and getting him hit. I think we just need to boil it down to the basics, right? We need to strip away all the the fluff. Are they a playoff team? I don't want to say who cares, but who cares? Are they going to win the division? Same thing. At the end of the season, let's make sure we ask ourselves one question when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. Does Bryce Young look like the guy who's going to lead them for the next 15 years? And if we're closer to a yes then than we are now, the season has been a success. If we're closer to a no than we are right now, the season has been a failure. The, the, the win-loss, the stats, all that, it'll come. If he's good enough, it'll come. Let's just watch the games and, and handle the evaluations the way that we should handle the evaluations. And through two games, I'm, I'm on the side of, you know what? He looks like he's, he's, he's good enough, right? He's above whatever line that makes you a franchise quarterback. With... I withhold the right to change my opinion on that based on uh, new information, which we will acquire during the, the regular season. That's fair. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement and also make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away, no cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600 the ACC is talking. They're talking. We'll talk about it. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Stanford and Cal potentially joining the conference. We'll talk about it. We'll see. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll see. We'll talk about it. What in the heck are they talking about? That's what that's what I wanted. All these meetings, all these, oh, they they may have a vote. A vote could be as early as Monday or Tuesday. A vote could be then. A vote could be now. A vote could be this day. A vote could. What the heck are you talking about? It could this right ready for this? And everyone that's ever had a job in any kind of uh, uh, office where it's it's you're not like an independent contractor type deal. Could this meeting have been an email? I feel like there's a lot of ACC meetings that could have been, hey, every like a uh, what is it? What are those um, survey monkeys? Right, that that's the 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 name of the the company that you can send out the survey. Can everybody click yes or no if you want Stanford or Cal in the ACC? And and you know when all fourteen or fifteen of us have voted, I'll get a notification and that's it. And then maybe we don't have to hop on all these meetings. What are they talking about? 
It's like when when kids ask, "Can we go to McDonald's?" We'll see. Hey, we're, we'll talk about it and we'll get back to. It's like, no, you're that's a no, isn't it? You just don't want to say no because you know we're going to be unhappy. What could take this long? Stanford and Cal, are they going to join the Atlantic Coast Conference? Right here on this show, it took us 20 minutes to come up with the pros and cons. Right, We did it live. You can go find it on YouTube. The news broke at like 3.15. By 3.45, we had hashed out all of the, the pros and cons. Pros, you open the West Coast market, right? So you get that late game time slot on TV. They are power five schools, so they enter with pro rate of payment from ESPN. So you don't cut your your media rights payment into smaller pieces of pie. You get extra pieces of pie. Uh, They are a living, breathing school to enter the conference, right? Every other power five is growing, uh, meaning the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12. You haven't grown. This gives you an opportunity to try to keep pace. Those are the pros. The cons. The travel for every sport other than football becomes really, really ridiculous, and they are not currently football powers, so they're probably not bringing a bunch of new eyeballs uh, just because of of who they are and what team they are. And finished. None of that screams, all right, well, we're going to think about it. Uh, Can we get back together tomorrow and three days from now and five days from now to have more conversations? Okay, yeah, but just let me know what, what else you need to know so I can be prepared. Uh, there's nothing else to know. What else could possibly be discussed? Is there any new development? It is like Stanford, Cal, they feel like they've been around for a while. Is there something new about Stanford and Cal that we're going to learn? It's like, oh, actually, I don't know if you guys have heard, John Elway and Andrew Luck played for Stanford. Oh, well, that changes everything. Let's have another meeting about it. Let's run another straw poll up up, up the, the, the ladder and see what happens. Here's the thing, okay? Those basic things don't change. Stanford is what Stanford is. Cal is what Cal is at this point. Are they brand names? Sure. Are they the biggest brand names? No. Do they bring a bunch of eyeballs? Probably not. Do they open up the West Coast market? Yes. Like, that just is what they are. It's 100% in the eye of the beholder whether they should enter the ACC or not. Right? Do you think they're worth it or not? Well, you know, I've talked to smart people that that believe both. I've talked to smart people that think it is an absolute no doubt you have to add them. I've talked to smart people that are like, no, I don't want them. There's there's no reason to water down or dilute what you have. Like again, I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong answer. I'm saying I'm not sure what's going to change your mind at this point. There's a lot of those debates that have took place over the last like four years, right? And we're not going to go into them, but you know the debates I'm talking about. Seems like everybody wants to have the debate, but then once you're you're screaming at each other, it's like, oh. Neither of us are going to change our minds, are we? So what are we doing here? Right? Let's let's forget about this and go back to talking about sports. Let's forget about this and go back to, to talking about something that we can we can enjoy talking about each other with or talking about with each other. It is a hundred percent in the eye of the beholder. And guess what? Four schools voted no, if you believe ESPN's reporting. Clemson voted no, Florida State voted no. Carolina voted no and state voted no. So do you know what these meetings are about? Here's what I think, right? Every time we hear the ACC is having another meeting, every time we hear the ACC is, oh, potentially going to vote, but maybe not on Monday, do you know what they're doing? 
They're seeing if they can flip one of them. And that's all it's going to take. And I'm not talking about seeing if they can convince them with new pieces of information because there aren't any. Right? There's, there's nothing else you can learn about Stanford or Cal. There's no pod, like pro that you've been hiding. Right? This isn't uh, some, some made-for-television court case where, like, uh, you know, the last day of the trial, I'm going to call a surprise witness. Right? Nobody knew that the old lady across the street stares out her window every day at 3.30. Here she is, and she had her camera out and filmed the whole thing. Like, that's not going to happen. So you're trying to, to for, better, for lack of a better term, negotiate. Right? You're, you're, hey, I promise to do this. Would you consider flipping your vote if this happens, that happens, if we like it is now negotiation time and i think the weak links are caroline and state mm. because florida state is is gung-ho right we we know where they stand uh as a, a youtube by the way follow us on youtube 99.9 the fan haven't mentioned that yet i uh, will be posting videos throughout this show and every show you can also catch uh, adam gold's show a bunch of our podcasts pack therapy uh panthers playbook it's, it's all on our youtube page at 99.9 the fan um there's a commenter that that every time we talk about this re- reminds me that there's some rule or law in in florida that the board of trustees meetings have to be public and that's the only reason why we know anything even though the board of trustees were speaking to the media after the board of trustees meetings. Um, We know where Florida state stands. They want to get out and they don't want the ACC to be more powerful than they are. So of course they're voting. No Clemson, I think is cautiously paying attention to what Florida state does because they might follow them wherever they go, or at least follow them out of the ACC. Carolina has the ability to do that because they're a big old powerful brand that everybody in every conference would want and state seems to be attached to Carolina. I don't know if they're as convinced as the other two. I'll put it this way. If there are 11 teams that, according to ESPN's reporting, voted yes to bringing in Stanford and Cal in the ACC, and that includes Notre Dame, and there are four teams that voted no, in order for it to pass, you need 12 yeses. So if I'm one of the 11 schools, if I'm Duke, if I'm Notre Dame, if I'm, I mean, we go on and on down the list, UVA, and I want to look at those four and decide which ones I'm going to work on. I think it's UVA and or sorry, UNC and state. I think those are the ones that I'm calling up right before the meeting going like, so what are you thinking? What can I do? What do you need? Listen, I'll talk to the other 10 yeses and, and, and you let me know what you need from them. They're the ones that I think are the weak links. And that's what all of these, these meetings are about. They're trying to flip two. Flip one, but I think they're going after two of them because I think they move as a pair. There's nothing that you can learn about Stanford. I want that to be clear. So so all of the arguing that, that is happening online and in media markets all over the country about is Stanford worth it? It's not even about that anymore. 11 schools have decided that Stanford and Cal are worth it. Four have decided they're not. So, so I don't think you're going to flip their opinions on that. However, you might be able to negotiate something else that gets them to vote for you, vote with you as a favor, right? As a, as a, a deal. You see this happen in, in, on bills and things in, in DC, right? 
I'm not again. I'm not going to go down to it. I'm not going to go down to the politics side. But but you know, I'm trying to think of a, of a good analogy here. And and they they seem to be. Oh, actually, we'll use fantasy football. Right. Well, you because that's something that everybody can talk about and nobody will get mad at. Uh, and by the way, I'm not going to tell you about my fantasy team. Don't worry. Don't be like, hey, you know, in the third round, I drafted a tight end and I'm a little nervous. I went too early. Uh, but let, let's say like let's say a fantasy league wants to uh, input or, or put into play a punishment for last place. Right. I'm in a league where actually this weekend, the guy who finished last place last week has to eat six different fast food meals uh, like off a number. Right. So food, drink, sandwich, drink, fries uh, from six different locations in one day. Mm. Right. And that's what he did. He has to lose and he's going to do it this weekend. Document it, send it to us. So let's say there's a league that wants to implement that and they have a rule that no no rules can change unless you have seven out of ten members and they have six. Well, those six can go to one of those four and say, listen, I know you don't want to have the punishment, but listen, what if I cover, you know, $10 of your entry fee this year? Will you go ahead and vote with us? Now, they're not switching their vote because suddenly they're like, yeah, I like punishment. I, I like the idea of a last place punishment. They're switching because you offered them $10 of your your their their entry fee covered, right? It's something completely different. That's what's happening behind closed doors right now. That's what's happening behind closed doors. And I'm not saying bribes, right? That sounds like a money bribe. Could be literally any form of negotiation. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.